Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. This Sunday we will continue our series God's Church My Family as a joint service with the B1 Church. Did you ever wonder why we are here? Not only as a person but also in a specific sense why the local church exists. As Dave Strickelschweiger talks about the topic The Family's Calling, we will learn more about what God calls us to, namely that we are called to love God, to love others and to make disciples. Now to learn more about the purpose of our church family. My name is Dave. I'm one of the members in Grace Church, and I'm happy today to continue our series about God's family, my church. So if you haven't been here the, the last weeks, or maybe you're listening online, you haven't heard of it, or just to catch you up a little bit, um, what we started with is um, talking about the church as a family. See, Jesus called us his family. This is where uh, Christian started two weeks ago. He said um, in, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 50, Jesus says, For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now, this does not deny his earthly families. Like, he still took care of his mother, we see, and we read when he died, he made sure that his mother was taken care of. But it introduces the spiritual family as something new and of highest significance. But there's also a restriction to who is part of this family. Um, see, Jesus is very clear in that he says is, um, whoever does the will of my father. Um, or the, the parallel passage in Luke, it says, those who live by God's word. So it's not just somebody that confesses or says something, or somebody that sits somewhere in a church or is a member somewhere, but it is those who live, those who do um, God's will. And so last week we continued with the implications. Um, because of Jesus making us his family, we are called to consider Jesus, to attentively think about him and, and ponder uh, on who he is and what he's done. We're called to honor him and to serve him. And we're called to hold fast our confidence until the very end when we're united with him. And so the next few weeks we'll talk a lot a whole lot about the family um, and what being a family as a church entails. How should we treat one another? Um, how should we take care of one another? Um, but today, I want to look a little bit beyond just the borders of our church. Look a little bit beyond just the um, outside and look a little bit outside of our windows. Um, not just how we function as a church, but also the question, what is all of that for? And so... Um, today's topic is the family's calling. So what is the family's calling? What is our calling as a church? And I would like to start with a simple question. Why are we here? Not just as humans, but as a church. Not just today. Not just why do we come together today to, to celebrate, to to. Um, sing praises to encourage one another. All that is true. But why we're here as a church? Specifically, why we're here as a local church in Vienna? Why are we here in this city? Are we just here for our own pleasure? Are we just here for our own betterment? Are we just here for uh, to get some morals or to get some kind of therapy to improve in some way? Um, are we just here for the one another's? Um, you know, I do something for you, you do something for me, we're all friends and all that. Now, these are all important things, but I would say that the family, that the church, the family of God has an, an, an additional calling. 
We are here for a purpose. And so as we think about our own calling, we as Christians, we have a purpose. You have a purpose. What's your purpose? Your purpose is to glorify God now and forever. See, when we think about um, the creation, God created um, Adam and Eve. God created them as male and female in his image to know him, to love him, to live with him, to enjoy him, and to bring glory to him. So this is what we all, or what our forefathers were created to be. But because of the fall, they couldn't do it. And because of the fall, we couldn't do it. But Jesus came to die for us and to make the impossible possible. And so now that we as Christians that have been reconciled, we've been justified, we've been renewed, we can live that out, that original calling that was to glorify God. And so we bring, and we want to, we are called to bring glory to God by enjoying Him and loving Him and trusting Him and obeying His will. When we look into the Bible, we read in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31, where Paul says, So, we're, what, or so whether you drink or eat or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So even the simple things, the, the eating, the drinking, the, the celebrating, the getting together, all should be done for the glory of God. Or it says in Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21, it says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. So to God be the glory within the church, within who we are. Now that is the individual's Christian's calling. So this is your calling, this is my calling, this is um, what, what we are called to do. But I would argue that this is also the calling of the church as a unity, as a body, as, as a new being. The, 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 the calling of the church is to glorify God. And I hope you never forget that. I think so maybe sometimes this sounds so simple um, that we overlook this fact um, that the church has a purpose to bring glory to God. I think the church family brings a whole new dimension into this because now I don't just see me and God. Now I just don't just see how I relate to God and, and, and what he does for me, how I enjoy his presence and how I bring glory to him. But the family of God with the church as a unity um, brings a whole new dimension that it is now us and God. Um, through the unity we experience, we see a lot, a whole lot more of God that we wouldn't see by ourselves. I think sometimes think of, uh, of our small groups, right? Um, when we share uh, what God has shown us or what we experience, what we think about God, by listening to what somebody else um, says and what somebody else experiences, what somebody else enjoys about God, I get to see a whole new dimension. Um, I think it was one of the... Um, uh, uh, British pastors, he, he said they had a group of friends um, and, and one, one of them died. Um, and, and so I think it was like four people, one of them died and it was just the three. And he said, um, with this one person passing away, there's also a part of all the others missing because this one person saw something in the other ones that nobody else saw. 
And so in, in us coming together as a church, each of one, we see things of God that maybe the other person might not experience as much. And another thing is we get to enjoy what God does in the lives of others. See, recently my sister got a job, and, and I'm very happy that she found this job. It was really a miracle. Um, but I'm not just happy. The reason why I'm happy is even though it's not my job, I don't get any benefits from it. The reason I'm, why I'm so happy is because she's my sister, right? So we're, we're related. We're, we're blood. And she has a job, and so I kind of feel happy too. Or my brother and his wife, they're um, having a baby soon. And so I feel the joy even though it's not my baby. Um, but being a family, um, it's also something that I enjoy. And so us, for us as a church family, um, we get to feel the joy when God is being glorified in another brother or sister as well. How great is that to see God at work in the life of somebody else? How great is it to, when we hear testimonies, when we see lives getting changed, when we see people getting healed either physically or when we see God healing the invisible wounds that somebody has suffered. See, next week we'll have baptisms, a few baptisms that just get more and more. Um, and we get to hear what God has done in their lives. It's, so it's not just what God has done in, in, in this one person, um, and, but it is something that God has done in us as a church and as a family. And the joy we get by that, through that is, um, is that we get by experiencing uh, when we see uh, what God... No, what I mean. The joy is that we experience and see what other people, um, how other people are changed by Jesus. See, for me, it's a huge joy also to see somebody else on stage um, that praises Jesus and that uses their gifts um, to glorify God. See, sometimes when I read the Bible and you see in the Old Testament, it's really beautiful how maybe King David, how he relates um, to God. But it's not just that King David in the Old Testament, um, he was experiencing God, but it's also that we as a church experience God. And so... Um, when we now look at our specific calling, um, let, let me start with this. Um, in and through us, the church family, in and through us, God shows his grace and his wisdom and his love and unity and holiness. See, people we see, the people see God through us as a family, in how we interact with one another, in how we treat other people, in how we respond to one another's need. Now, our calling specifically as Christians, what we're called to do is to do what? What is our calling? To love God, to love others, and to make disciples. And so that is our calling as individual Christians, but that is also our calling as a family. Our calling as a family is the same. I would like to, to start with Matthew um, chapter 22, verses 37 to 39. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This is what we are called to do, to love God. Um, what we do together as a church family has the goal of increasing our love for God. We grow in our knowledge of Him. We grow in our trust in Him. We grow in our service to Him. And also we grow in our obedience to His Word. But when we think about the church as a family, we also realize that it's not only about me growing in these areas. And so if you maybe look around to the person next to you or if you look behind you, um, you see all the people in, in this family. And when we think about our calling, then our calling is um, that they also would grow in the same areas. Our calling is that um, our brothers and sisters in the church, in our family, would grow in their knowledge of God, grow in their trust in God, grow in their service to God, and grow in their obedience to God's word. And then secondly, as a church, we're also called to love and serve others. See, Jesus said in Mark chapter ten forty-five, he said, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, how do we love and serve others? And I don't just mean individually, like how you do that. Like, do, do you talk to your neighbor? Do you um, uh, do something nice for somebody else in the church? Or do you um, uh, treat your parents well or treat your spouse well? Let's not just think of us individually, but also think of us as a church, um, as a church family. Um, who do we love and who do we care for? See, Jesus, um, he, he uh, said something in Luke chapter 6, 32, when he was talking about um, the love among us versus the love for the enemy. He said, if you love those who love you, what benefit is that for you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that for you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those for whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend. Expect nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. See, when we think about the church as a unity, as a church family, as a unit, how does our church love others? What is our calling in this city? What, we are, what are we here for? How do we care for the people outside of us? I mean, of course, we, we do care for one another, and we'll talk a whole lot the next few weeks about how to do all these one another's um, that we read in the New Testament, um, in the epistles to the churches about. But what is our calling as a church? How do we love the people outside? How we, do we serve them? How do we take care of them? And so, see, God works in us and God works through us. And God's grace, um, we see God's grace in, in our church. And we see it amongst us and we hope um, that it will increase. 
but I hope that not just we would see God's grace within us, but that um, the grace that we experience in our midst, the grace of God that we experience among us, would overflow to the people around us. And so actually also um, just on Friday we talked about, uh, um, about how the, the family of God and how the church life should impact the people around us. We said that uh, actually a lot of times when people come in, they see that the way the church treats each other is unique from the people around us. And so for us as a church, that is a way how we um, can share that with other people, how that grace that we see among us can overflow to other people, even if they're not members of our church, or even if they're not even followers of Jesus Christ. So let me now come to the third part. We said um, we're called to love God, we're called to love others, and we're called to make disciples. In Matthew chapter 8, um, at, at the end of, of the gospel, um, Jesus says, uh, verses 19 and 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. See, Jesus says, you go. It's, it's in plural. It's not you individually go, but it's you go as a group. So he sends out his 12 disciples, not just his 12 disciples, all his followers at the time. So there were probably a few more, some women, some others um, who, were, who were connected to them. But he sends them out as a group and says, this is your, this is your calling. Go and make disciples. And so when we think about the church, we realize that disciple-making is not um, an individual effort, but it's a group effort, or it's a family effort, so to say. Um, making disciples is not for, for one Christian that he finds a few other Christians who are like-minded, and then they go somewhere, or they do something, or they start some course, or they maybe offer a Bible study for seekers or believers, or they go to um, uh, evangelize on the street, or do some of that. No, what we are called to do is to make disciples as a family. See, in some way, um, I, I, I thought about this sermon to call it the family business. I, I didn't like the business idea, so I changed it. Um, but see, in a family business, um, you, there, there's different members of the family, and everybody has a different gift, and everybody has a different thing that they do, but they all go into the same direction. Um, and so for us as a church, family, um, with our um, family endeavor, our, um, our goal that we have to make disciples, it's not that one person has to do it all, but it is a family business, so to say. And so that is a great, um, for me, that is a great encouragement because um, I'm gifted in some areas, where, uh, but in other areas I'm not gifted. There are some things that I'm scared to do, and, and I, but I realize um, that making disciples is something that we do as a church together. You maybe don't have um, all the answers, or maybe you're also scared to do uh, things, but uh, making disciples is what we do together as a family. And nobody has to do it by themselves. So coming to an end, um, I think the purpose of a church um, a purpose of a church family is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. And what we're called to do is we're called to love God and we're called to love others and to make disciples.
And the beautiful thing is that we get to do is we get to do that as a family. That is such a great privilege. And now what we're going to do is we're going to form some circles um, like we usually do um, and talk about this. Nobody is forced to say anything. Um, you can also just think by yourself. But I just want to um, give you two questions to ponder on and think about. The first one is, how do you glorify God within the church family? And the second thing is, how do you enjoy God through the church family? Okay, so let's split up.